0: Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. I am your host, Maurice Phipps. This is episode 35, and this episode is being recorded on August 25th, 2021, Um, a little later in the day than I'd usually record, but um, I have to adjust to being back in school, Um, which reminds me, I do want to apologize for missing last week. Um, You guys did not receive an episode because there was too much uh, moving around I had to do. Um, I was packing things up for, you know, me to actually move back out to school. For those of you who do not know, I go to Eastern Illinois University and, um, yeah, I had to do all of that, pack up all of my stuff. So, um, unfortunately I could not find time within that, uh, last week to, um, record an episode. Um, I know I would have usually recorded like the day after, but it was, it was a whole bunch of moving around that I had to do. So, um unfortunately a episode did not materialize last week i apologize for that um again i really want to start taking this as serious as possible so um i'm I'm gonna try and not miss any uh weeks any any more weeks um in the future you know unforeseen circumstances may occur and if they do occur then i'll adjust in the future but um um, I, I definitely want to get get back to get back on track and uh, give you guys some of these quality episodes. Um, quality meaning um, episodes that come out on time, that come out, you know, when you guys peak peak listening hours, and um, that are substantial in length, at least forty-five to fifty minutes um, plus in length, potentially even hour stuff like that. So um, again, I do want to apologize for missing a week of. Um, sports news because a lot happened last week. Um, um, I will also take a moment to recognize that I am currently in my apartment recording. So if you hear any background noise, that's um, not me. That's more than likely either my roommates, who I I have let them know that I'm recording, so they will try to be as a, as a quiet as possible. Either them or noise on the outside. Hopefully, you guys don't hear any of that extra stuff. I turned my AC and fan off um, to get this um, recording to be better for you guys. Now, as far as when I will be not recording in my apartment, hopefully, um, next week I can, you know, schedule out time for me to be in the the library after after I get out of class. Um, because it, it will um, it, it just be better for me to record within a, a, a space that is dedicated to me rather than disturbing my roommates um, with, you know, me having to record somewhere and it being, you know, in in the apartment. Um, but enough of the apologies. This is, again, the four verticals podcast and um, I'm back. So uh, it, it's, it has been two weeks since an episode. So uh, we have a bunch, of, a bunch of news that I want to uh, talk about. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. I want to start this episode off by giving my condolences to Mr. Jimmy Hayes and um, his family. Jimmy Hayes, age 31, uh, was a Boston College uh, hockey player who played in the, in, in the NHL. He passed, when was this? He passed, uh, it, it's being reported that he passed Monday. Um, law enforcement says that medics were called to their, uh, their home in the suburbs where he was pronounced dead there. Uh, no other details have been disclosed. So um, rest in peace to Mr. Jimmy Hayes. Um, my condolences and prayers are out to his family, his loved ones, his friends, everyone who's involved, um, his teammates, you know, and every, every, it's, it's just a, a tragic situation. Again, not very many details are known about the situation, and I'd imagine that the family will want to keep this, you know, private, especially seeing as um, Hayes was, you know, he he could be considered a a public figure. So uh, I'll take a moment to, you know, honor uh, Mr. Hayes. All right. Now, the uh, sad news out the way. Um, Let's dive into some NBA news that has uh, come across my timeline. So the NBA tip off and Christmas Day schedules have been uh, revealed. So the NBA Kia tip off schedule is as follows. The first game that will be played on the on the season is the Brooklyn Nets. Facing off against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT. That will be followed up by the Golden State Warriors taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at ten o'clock on TNT. More of the uh, tip-off schedule is uh, that that's Tuesday, October nineteenth. That's when that is. Um, moving on to Wednesday, we have the Celtics facing off against the Knicks. Uh, At 730 Eastern and uh, the Nuggets facing off against the Suns at 10 o'clock Eastern. Moving on to Thursday, the Mavericks are facing off against the Hawks and that will be followed up by the Clippers facing off against the Warriors and going to Friday, which will uh, conclude the, uh, the Kia tip off for the 75th anniversary of the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets will face off against the, I was going to say San Francisco 76ers. Oh, my goodness. The Philadelphia 76ers, my apologies. And then we will have a round one rematch with the Suns facing off against the Lakers. So, um, yeah, those are pretty pretty damn good games to, to start the season off. I do like that the the NBA has scheduled that that Nets and Bucks game as the first game to be played for this season because a lot of people, you know, they they have their they have their issues with um, the this Bucks championship uh, claim that it isn't legitimate because of uh, these Nets superstars who were injured. Um, so this it just makes for a good uh, good basketball to be watched um, on October. 19th. We are still a little ways away from that, so we're going to have to hold on our basketball um, hopes for just a little while longer, but uh, this season is definitely shaping up to be um, certainly better than the last. Um, that's the opening week schedule. Now, moving on to the Christmas Day schedule. Now, the Christmas Day schedule, I believe, was it was either tweeted out the same day or before. I know I saw the Christmas schedule before. Uh, this Christmas schedule is absolutely fire, although it does have one little question mark area, which we'll get into. Um, so, the Christmas Day games are as follows: the Atlanta Hawks will take a trip to Madison Square Garden to face off against the New York Knicks. This is a very, very, very uh, good, you know, matchup that I will certainly be looking forward to, especially, you know, when we consider what Trey Young. Uh, what basically what he did to the Knicks um, in that playoff series, you know, becoming somewhat of a villain in New York. Um, I like it. It's, it's good basketball. It's entertainment. It's a it's, it's good entertainment. Moving on that. Uh, that's the first game that will be played. The second game is the Boston Celtics taking a trip down to Milwaukee. A lot of people. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of like discussion around this Celtics team and how um, they, you know, they are they, definitely going to improve on, upon last season. I think that last season was, you know, obviously a down season for the Celtics. We're used to seeing them um, deeper in the playoffs, not getting um, bounced out of the first round. Uh, I think that they're going to have a, a comeback year, and I think that this is going to be a phenomenal game on Christmas. Uh, moving on from that game we have the uh, the wizards oh my goodness i can't speak the warriors taking a trip down to phoenix that's going to be a great game also marking um clay thompson's you know that that's his date that he wants to come back he wants to come back on a uh, on, on christmas so hopefully we get to see that and get to see the warriors at full strength once again Moving on, we have the Nets and the Lakers, probably the most anticipated game for Christmas. That's going to be an absolute banger. I know it is. And uh, the final game for Christmas, we have the Mavericks facing off against the Jazz. Luka will be taking on the Jazz on Christmas. So um, I thought that these games were all relatively good. um, But there is one question mark that a lot of people have noticed and that was pointed out to me, and I was like, "Huh, that's that's kind of weird." Um, the reigning MVP does not have a game scheduled on Christmas. I think this. I think there was a stat that said uh, no MVP since like 2008, or no, every MVP since 2008 has had uh, a game scheduled on Christmas. And Jokic is obviously uh, the reigning MVP. He's on the Nuggets. He will be breaking that streak. So you know, a little, a little bit of disrespect from, uh, the NBA shown toward Jokic. Um, it's a little weird in my opinion. I, I definitely think that the reigning MVP should get a little bit more love. Uh, I get it with the whole small market teams, which uh, that's a whole nother discussion that I do not care to talk about right now, but we'll probably have it soon enough. Um, later De- definitely not now. Um, But, yeah, you got to give my man Jokic some respect. He played a phenomenal season last season. Um, You know, the the Twitter discourse around him not being the best player in the the regular season was absolutely stupid, in my opinion. Um, You know, you have people that try to discredit the MVP, that try to discredit his MVP by saying it's the worst in however many years. I never understood why. Fans even care to talk about stuff like that. It seems like you just don't care about or not don't care about, but it seems like you don't like basketball when you talk about stuff like that and have those sorts of negative um, opinions around anything basketball based. But that's just my uh, that's just my take on it. Um, But yeah, definitely a little weird that Jokic doesn't Jokic and the Nuggets don't have a game on Christmas. Um, I I definitely think that they would have been a better Candidate to take on the Mavericks than the Jazz, um, who a lot of people are very high on this season, uh, this upcoming season, you know, them to properly solidify themselves as um, contenders in the West. I was never truly sold on them during last season, even though I know I spoke on um, us taking the the Suns and the Jazz more seriously when they, you know, when they were trading back one and two for the, uh, the, the, the one and the two seed, I was always uh, on the, the side that the, the Jazz were just a, a step behind uh, the, the Suns, no matter what the record says. So, yeah, unfortunate for uh, us, we're not going to be seeing uh, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets play on Christmas. But uh, hopefully this lights a fire under them. And, you know, they come out and play some phenomenal basketball when it comes time for the season to start. Now, moving on to some uh coaching, you know, happenings, coaching rumors. Jared Dudley has reportedly um is reportedly joining the Mavericks coaching staff under Jason Kidd as a, an assistant coach role sort of thing. The full details haven't been uh released, but you know, Le- LeBron had definitely had something to say about this um because You know, a lot lot of people say that Jared Dudley is a phenomenal teammate. So uh, if that is true, you know, it it, it must hurt uh, losing a a teammate um, of that stature if you are the Lakers organization. But congratulations to Jared Dudley and his um, future coaching endeavors. I will say I don't necessarily know why the and and I spoke about this Excuse me. I spoke about this when the 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 Mavericks hired Jason Kidd. I don't know why they hired Jason Kidd of all coaches. Jason Kidd's not a good coach at all. And with that, I see the Mavericks potentially getting even worse uh, than when Rick Carlisle was their head coach. But that's a story for when the season actually opens. Now we're gonna move on to uh, this Norland Noel and Rich Paul lawsuit. Um, I'm actually I'm pulling it up on my laptop right now. So uh, New York Knicks center Norland Noel has uh, gone on a bit of a a, a a straight path from the the Rich Paul and the uh, the Clutch Sports Group uh, brand. Um, he is suing Rich Paul over unpaid wages. Um, This is the first that we've seen from uh, Clutch Sports. You know, uh, we we all know that uh, Clutch Sports is ran by Rich Paul. LeBron, uh, athletes like LeBron, athletes like uh, Ben Simmons, who I believe is is Senator Clutch. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, I think, is Senator Clutch. I know Anthony Davis is. LeBron has a bunch of his Laker uh, Laker teammates under uh, the Clutch brand. So, um, <clears throat> um, it this this lawsuit st- is stemming off of contract disputes between um, New Orleans Noel and Rich Paul. Um, New Orleans Noel thinking, I, I believe, if I get the gist of it, he thought that he was worth um, significantly more than what Rich Paul uh, essentially got for him, not got for him, but, um, campaigned for him. Obviously the role of an agent is to get, um, have their client get the, get the most money as, as possible. Uh, there was a little bit of this, a disagreement between what Nerdless Noel thought he was worth and what Rich Paul actually argued that he was worth. Uh, that's if I'm reading this, uh, this article correctly. So hopefully that is sorted out soon. Uh, you always hate to see stuff uh, like this between client and, athlete especially because rich paul is such a high um what's the word he's a high profile uh, agent you know you don't you don't get better clients than lebron james and anthony davis in the nba you know so hopefully uh all uh all parties involved can you know come out of this uh, as best as possible and uh I will definitely be, moni- definitely be uh, monitoring this story as it develops. Moving back on to the NBA and uh, the happenings within the league. It's come out that the uh, NBA's top executives have voted for who they believe the best player in the NBA was. And in my opinion, what should have been to no one's surprise, LeBron James didn't get a single vote. Now, I'm going to say this one time. I'm going to say this one time only. I'm going to... No, I'm lying. I'm going to say this again in the future just because, you know, uh, this is something that needs to be stated. If you think, based off of what we saw last season, that LeBron is currently the best player in the league, you either need to get your eyes checked or you need to stop lying to yourself and admit that you are a LeBron superfan. Because there's no way... In hell, that you can convince me that LeBron, as injured as he was, was playing the best basketball in the league. There's just absolutely no way. When you have players like Kevin Durant, who absolutely went off in the playoffs and did his damn thing in the regular season, coming off off of a torn Achilles, mind you. You know, you, you have players like that, and then you have players like Giannis, who did absolutely phenomenal work in the playoffs especially when his team needed him the most to when, when his team needed him to the most in the finals and then you have players like Steph Curry who unfortunately did not make the playoffs but we 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 saw what he could do in the regular season now don't now don't get me wrong LeBron was undoubtedly an MVP candidate within like the first I want to say 30 30 to 30 to thirty-five games or something like that, he was undoubtedly an MVP candidate. But when he got hurt, he was clearly not the same. He was clearly not uh, fully rehabbed from that injury. He had to come back, you know, a, l- a little early because it's it's playoffs time. He the, he can't miss the playoffs and 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 hope that and and think that this team is is going to go anywhere far in the playoffs. So he came back a little early. He wasn't his usual self, and we all saw it. So based off of that, you you can't, you can't convince me that you thought that that version of LeBron is the best player of, in the league. If that version of LeBron James is the best player in the league, then the NBA has a very big talent problem. And clearly, clearly, he was not the best player in the league. Now, am I trying to take anything away from LeBron James and saying that he's washed? No, that's not what I'm doing. Not at all. Not in the slightest. But me personally... When I'm talking about whoever is the best, whatever, I don't care about health. I take health into accountability if the player is injured, but I'm not going to argue that this player is better than this player when they're injured because I don't care about that right now. I care about what's happening right now, what's in front of my face. So when I say that Giannis is the best player in the league currently, that encompasses LeBron's injury that encompasses Anthony Davis's injury that encompasses what Kevin Durant did against the Bucks, and that also encompasses what Giannis did against every team that he faced in the playoffs. I don't necessarily, I don't get why people can't adjust their criteria when presented with new criteria. And this is a tangent. This isn't even on my show notes. I still have so much more to get through. But it's like. Fan, especially NBA fans, especially NBA fans. NBA fans do not know how to address the, adjust their criteria when talking about, you know, who's who's what. Because you, you you legitimately have people who will sit here and argue to me that LeBron James is the best player in the league and they'll say things like, when LeBron James is healthy, no one is better than him. Well, sure, you can think that, but I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm not I I never ever ever and I mean ever never want to hear uh uh when whoever is healthy argument because that if if you have to use that as an argument I could very well easily just as easily use well they're not here right now or they're injured excuse me they're injured right now so the best ability is availability. You see how back and forth that is and how that doesn't get anyone anywhere. I don't know. I just don't like to use the win healthy argument at all because I like to see players, you know, when they're playing. And that's actually something I'm going to do. Um, if hopefully I remember every month that I, that every month, that uh, I record this podcast and the NBA season is going on. I'm gonna have a monthly like top five in the NBA, and hopefully it should change monthly. Because if it doesn't change monthly, either I haven't been watching NBA games or I don't I don't know. So yeah, that that's one thing that I'm gonna um, implement when this uh, this upcoming NBA season uh, comes around. Moving on from that. Um yeah, uh, LeBron has a bigger chip on his shoulder. Um boo hoo. uh is uh, it's, it's kind of weird because we've never seen LeBron respond to these types of things before. And now all of a sudden, you know, he, he 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 tweeted something about um when 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 the news first broke that the Lakers were signing all of these players to veteran minimums, he tweeted something about um calling the, you, the internet was calling a bunch of them washed. He tweeted something about saying like, uh, if we're washed, something, something don't have any expectations for us. Something like really, you know, that, that cause you, you, you know, it lit a fire under his ass and it's going to motivate him from the season, but we've never seen LeBron respond to any type of social media or any type of disrespect that's been handed to him. He's always showed it with his game. Um, I'm 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 not sure why LeBron is uh doing so now, but I'm here for it. And I'm here for it. You're gonna you gonna it if if there's one if there's one athlete in the world that can talk as much shit as LeBron does, or actually no. I'm gonna rephrase that. If there's one athlete in the world that has earned the right to talk shit, it's LeBron James. LeBron James is undoubtedly uh, earned the right to, to talk as much shit as he wants to. And that's just, at, at this point, I think that should be a fact, but hey. Um, we're gonna get into, uh, shit talking, uh, later in this episode, but, um, moving on, we got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of free agency moves again. Terry Rozier signed a four year, $97 million contract. Congratulations to Mr. Rozier, uh, continuing his stay with the, uh, with the, the Hornets, it's, it's an extension. Speaking of extensions, Coach Mike Budenholzer, championship winning. Coach Mike Budenholzer, has signed a three-year extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Championships, man, it, it changes because a lot, a lot of people wanted Coach Bud out of there at, after, you know, seeing some of his adjustments or some of his lack thereof um, in the first few games of that net series. Some people, we, we had people calling for his job. I, I saw it. I remember it. I remember it. I don't forget things like that. I saw it. And it's just, it's, it's insane how, you know, you can go from, he's a great coach, but he can't do it in the playoffs to he's a champion and he just signed a three-year extension. So congratulations to Coach Budenholzer on the extension. Again, I'll congratulate him on the championship um, it's just it's, it's crazy how time will show you time will, in fact, show you. Insane. Um, I've already talked about Klay Thompson. eyeing Christmas Day to return. And then a little bit of WNBA uh, news. Speaking of returns, uh, former, I believe, number. Nope. I have to look this up because I don't want to get this wrong. Excuse me for one second while I look this up. Former number... Damn it, which pick was she? Hold on. Okay, I just just wanted to make sure. Former number two pick, uh, Elena Deladon, formerly of the Chicago Sky, currently of the Washington Mystics, has... Uh, made her return to basketball after a hiatus due to, um, her battles with, I believe was, I have to get this right. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to misinform this. Uh, what, 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 what was she battling? I want to say it was lupus. Um, what? What the give me one second Elena Deladon injury So um after her battle with Damn it what is Wait Where is it? No. What a after her uh after her battling and I should really cut that out. I'm not going to I don't know how to edit yet. Uh, after her battles with um, multiple surgeries I be- I thought she I thought she had uh, uh lupus but that must be another WNBA player that I'm talking about um, yeah after her battles with injury she made her return to basketball scoring 16 points in her return it had been uh nearly 700 days since she'd uh, played wmba basketball so uh just want to extend my congratulations to miss elena della don um it's always uh I, I i know for a fact that it's always a struggle um you know trying to come back and play at a, at a at a high level when you've taken so much time off um that's why i i always applaud these athletes for you know whenever they suffer major injuries that put them on the sidelines for however long uh for getting back and to for for getting back Working, working their way back and working their themselves back up to that elite level, because it, it takes a toll on you that we, we don't think about it. But these athletes use their bodies as a means to, you know, entertain us. And that's that's how they earn their money. And that's that's essentially that that becomes what they are. They become what they do with their body. So, um, Always, always, always a pleasure to see athletes come back stronger and uh, and, and 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 I don't want to say better, but, you know, come back just as if not stronger uh, after their injury. So, again, congratulations to Miss Elena Deladon for her fantastic uh, recovery and the gr- and the great game that she played uh, coming back. Now, we're moving away from basketball talk altogether. And we're going on to the NFL preseason. Now, this is, unfortunately, um, a side effect of me missing last week. Um, I haven't been able to talk preseason at all. I haven't been able to. Um, so the rookies have been, you know, doing rookie things. Um, there was a game in which Justin Fields, he, he threw for, I believe, a touchdown and and like 120 something yards in, in a game. Uh, Zach Wilson impressed a little bit. Trevor Lawrence impressed. Trey Lance uh, was up and down. Trey Lance was up and down. Mac Jones really, uh, really, uh, really impressed. So, you know, the, these rookies, man, they, they're, they're, they're gonna. Hey, they're here. They are here. And they are not going away anytime soon. So that, that asked the question, who do the Bears, the 49ers, and the Patriots start week one? Now, which it was just reported today that Trevor Lawrence has actually earned the starting job from Gardner Minshew, which is a little unfortunate if you're Gardner No, it's very unfortunate if you're Gardner Minshew uh, because, you know, he looked like a very competent quarterback um, last season. He looked like he had flashes of, you know, something being there talent-wise, um, but... You know, things happen and looks like he's going to be playing the backup role, uh, at least for now, because it's been reported that Trevor Lawrence is going to start the season uh, at QB1 for the Jaguars. Now, if we go on to looking at the Bears, the 49ers and the Patriots, we have to look and say, well, who do these pl- who do these teams, who do they start week one? Who do they start week one? Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to look up the week 1 matchups. It's 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 the week 1 matchups aren't going to have too big too big of a um an influence on who I'm going to start week 1 except for one team, and you're going to see why. Um, in my opinion, if you're the 49ers, you start Jimmy G week 1. Now, again, there's been so many people saying that this 49ers team is so talented. They have them going as high as I've seen 13 and 4 and I always ask with what quarterback is it going to be with Jimmy G or is it going to be with Trey Lance? In my opinion, you have to wait if if you are the 49ers, you have to wait to start Trey Lance. You you can't do it immediately. He needs time to settle in, he needs time to 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 work out some flaws in his game because if you if if you start Trey Lance week 1, I guarantee you it's not going to be the result you're looking for and then you're going to have to flip-flop between Trey Lance and uh and Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you're if you're the 49ers in, in my opinion, you start Jimmy Garoppolo and you, and you and maybe let's say week 8 he he could take over Trey Lance could take over for Jimmy G and then you you do with Jimmy G whatever you do after that. But you have to start Jimmy G week 1. You have to, especially against a team like the Lions whose defense isn't Ooh, they they their defense got significantly better in the draft um, assuming all their players you know play up to their expectations but uh, their defense wasn't super fantastic last week so in my opinion you start Jimmy G if you're the 49ers now if you're the patriots the choice is obvious you obviously start Cam Newton i still think Cam Newton has a lot left in the tank and i think that he could be no Not could be. I think that he still is at a starting level quarterback job. A lot of people don't realize that after he contracted COVID is, you know, when he started underperforming as a Patriots quarterback. We still don't know how that affected him and his ability to, you know, throw maneuver out of pocket, stuff like that. Obviously, it affected him because before before his COVID diagnosis, he was looking like he was he was he, he he looked like he hadn't lost a step. So um, if you're the Patriots, I'm going with uh, I'm 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 gonna go with starting Cam Newton and potentially it the Mac Jones has the potential to sit out to to sit behind Cam Newton for at least the next two years. At least depending on how Cam Newton returns if we if we truly have seen the the end of Cam Newton, which I don't think we have not 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 a chance we've seen the end of Cam Newton. Um, but yeah, that that's my opinion on what the Patriots should do. Now the Bears So the Bears are in a very special predicament to where um they have a terrible O line and their week one matchup is the Rams. I don't care I I can't speak this episode. I don't care how good Justin Fields is. There's no way in hell you put him behind this terrible O-line against Aaron Donald week 1. No, that's not what you do. That that's not what you do at all. In a preseason game, he got his fucking helmet knocked off by a who 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 was that? What what team was that? I think it was by a Bills player. A Bills player knocked his helmet and his headband off. If if and and that was I believe he got hit from his blind side. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he got his helmet and, and headband knocked off in a preseason game. And you're telling me week one, you're going to put him up against not only probably the most stout defense in the NFL, but you're going to do it against an Aaron Donald led defense. Absolutely not. There's no way in hell you do that to that that young man. You do not start his career off facing off against Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. No, no, no. Andy Dalton should start for the Bears, obviously. That's that's just not, that. come on now. You gotta have, you gotta, I, I know that Bears fans are excited for potentially um, having a franchise quarterback for like the first time in Bears franchise history because Bears fans have never really had a good quarterback. No, they have never had, a good quarterback. Let's just let's just say that they've never had a good quarterback. Um, but yeah, you you got to you got to start Justin Fields' career off right. And you can't start it off with him him having a stare down, Aaron Donald. Uh, absolutely not. That's just no. Um, so. Speaking of starting jobs, um, I I, I already mentioned that Trevor Lawrence has been named the starter for the Jaguars. Teddy Bridgewater has been named the starter for the Broncos over Drew Locke. In my opinion, that's probably the way to go. Uh, Drew Locke has just not shown that he can be a starting level quarterback at all. So uh, yeah, good uh, good on Teddy Bridgewater for getting a starting job. Um, We still don't know what's well no we know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers but after this season we know that more than likely he's going to be a free agent so um the broncos are probably posturing up to uh in some way you know land Aaron Rodgers i wouldn't be surprised if that's where Aaron Rodgers landed ended up um after this season um but that's a whole that's a whole season away so i'm not even going to to talk too much more about that um Mike Vrabel unfortunately has been diagnosed with COVID-19 um he has he's in quarantine now um hopefully he can you know get as uh get 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 well uh, before the start of the season because that's a that's a big loss and uh, in, in Mike Vrabel Mike Vrabel is a very good coach for this uh this Titans team so hopefully he can you know recover from COVID and uh be there to lead this team, especially because this Titans team is going to be very exciting to watch on the offensive side of the ball, and I want them to be at full strength for as much of the season as uh, as possible. And uh, more unfortunate news: uh, Travis Etienne is having is to have a season injuring season ending. I can't talk this week. Surgery on his foot. Uh, there is a Lisfranc Lisfranc. List Frank, that's what it is. He had a list Frank, I I can't I can't speak. He had a Lisfranc Frank tear in uh, one of his foots. He is to have season injury surgery on that. So um, very unfortunate for the young rookie uh, to be put in this uh, situation. Hopefully, he can you know come back and prove his worth to the Jaguars team. Moving on. The uh, NFL Top 100 list is uh is fully out, and here are some notable rankings. I'm not gonna go too in depth on what I think on about this NFL Top 100 list, uh, mainly because I don't like it. Um, some of the rankings are just weird in my opinion, but I'm not I'm I'm not the one that put them together. Uh, the NFL puts these together based on uh, player feedback and not fan feedback. Number one, to no one's surprise, is Patrick Mahomes. Number two, to no one's surprise, is Aaron Donald. Number three, to no one's surprise, is Aaron Rodgers. Number four, to no one's surprise, is uh, Tom Brady. Number five, some people might uh, be a little surprised by this. It's uh, it's actually Travis Kelsey uh, taking a huge jump from last season to this season. I think last season, Josh Allen was like 79. He's number 10 this season. If you ask me, that's grossly overrating uh, Josh Allen. I don't think he's a top ten player in the league yet. I think he's on his. I think he's potentially on his way, but top ten right now, uh, I don't know. To be fair, to be fair, he did come off an MVP caliber season. So if we if we're giving him his credit, if we're giving him his credit, I do understand why he was ranked where he was. Uh, another notable mention was Julio uh, Julio Jones at 28, which I thought was very high for someone who uh, played nine games last season. I mean, we all know what Julio Jones can do. We all know what he's done in the past, but it just, it just seems a little high. And uh, my final notable ranking is Lamar at uh, 29. I think that Lamar is still easily the most disrespected quarterback in the league only because, you know, he does it a different way. He does it his way. Obviously, he still has some holes in his game to fix up. But uh, there are a lot of people that still have holes in their game to fix up. So, um, y'all know me. I'm I'm a root for Lamar no matter what, because I like I like when he I like when athletes prove people wrong. Me included. I love it when an athlete can prove me wrong. I love that. I, I love that. Absolutely love that. Moving away from that. Um, Sonny Michelle has been traded from the New England Patriots to the Los Angeles Rams for a 2022 fifth and sixth round pick. Um, in my opinion, this is a pretty good trade for the Rams, especially seeing as Cam Akers tore his ACL and is going to be out for the season. They didn't give up too much. Um, Sonny Michelle obviously came up big in that uh, Super Bowl 51 victory against the Falcons. I think he scored the overtime touchdown. Uh, that was either him or James White. I'm pretty sure with Sony Michelle, um, so yeah. Hopefully Sony Michelle concede in L.A. because they definitely uh, need running back talent. Um, now, as far as talent goes, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Herbert. Who takes the biggest leap this season? Now, if we're if we're talking based off of what they did last season. I definitely think that Joe Burrow is going to take the biggest leap. I think he's going to have an absolutely great season. Barring that his O-line holds up and doesn't cause him to get injured again. Um, I think his connection with Jamar Chase is going to be immediate. And it's going to be instant. And it's going to be great football to watch. Now, as far as the other quarterbacks, I think Justin Herbert has... Justin, Justin Herbert definitely had a better season than everyone predicted. No one thought that he was going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year and he's going to break the whatever. I think, what was it, the, the rookie touchdown record? He, he broke that record. So, yeah, fantastic season by him. In my opinion, he played well above his... Uh, how, how do I phrase this without being disrespectful? He played above his skill level. I'd say for a, a a good part of that season, and I, and that's that's not to say that um, Justin Herbert's a bad quarterback, but I obviously we're gonna not we we're, we're not gonna see that again from Justin Herbert. I think maybe he throws, uh, he he could throw maybe thirty touchdowns again. I think he what did he threw thirty two something like that. Um, but I think we are going to see you know a, a, a slight regression um, because it, it it almost seemed like he was he was doing it too well that that you know now we have to see something bad come out of him um but yeah i I think that justin herbert's gonna stay relatively at the level that he was at last season and not necessarily take that leap until his third year um so that might come as a slight regression it might not um still I i think he's gonna have a fantastic year for him um that type of talent doesn't just disappear um in one season so yeah uh that that's basically what i expect from him as for Tua and Jalen Hurts, the jury is still out on them. Hopefully, they both can, you know, uh, fix the issues that they have. I still think that people are a little, no, people are very, very much so uh, too harsh on Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts both. Um, I don't know why they're so, you know, hard on them, but they are. Um, obviously, they both have issues in their game that they need to fix, but... Uh, anything is possible. You know, we saw what Lamar did from his uh, first year starting to, well, no, we, that wasn't his. The His MVP season was his first full year starting. So we saw what he did from his first year, you know, like getting time behind Joe Flacco and in that playoff game to, you know, winning the MVP next season. So hey, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And in, a, and in a very unfortunate news, uh, Larry Fitzgerald is likely retiring this NFL season. Um, he hasn't officially announced his retirement, but as of now, he will not be suiting up for the Arizona Cardinals this season. Um, absolute legend, deserves to be a first battle Hall of Famer, no doubt. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very bittersweet to talk about, you know, players retiring because uh, if, if you're like me, you 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 saw what he did in uh, in in that ridiculous playoff run that got the Arizona Cardinals to the the Super Bowl. And you watched the the game winning touchdown. And it's just, it's just heartbreaking to see that a player as as liked as Larry Fitzgerald and as good as Larry Fitzgerald, unfortunately, never got to, you know, Experience winning a championship and, and for him to get so close and to be ultimately be denied by uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, and the Steelers. It, it's it's unfortunate, um, but that's not to say that um, we're, we're entirely sad that uh, Larry Fitzgerald is retiring. Uh, he's on, hopefully, uh, if he is fully retiring this season. Hopefully, he's on to bigger and better things. Um, Wish him nothing but uh, the best in his future endeavors outside of football or within football, if that's what he so chooses. And hopefully, in five years, he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, again, congratulations to Mr. Larry Fitzgerald on his, I believe, 18 years spent in the NFL. That is an absolutely astonishing feat. Um, and to have this much longevity, I still think he has more career. What, what 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 was the stat? It was like he has less career drops than. I don't I don't know. I think it's that he has more career touchdowns than he does drops or something like that. An absolutely wonderful career. Um, yeah, just thank you, Larry Fitzgerald, for. Uh, everything you've done for the Cardinals organization uh, as a spectator, as a fan of uh, who, who you, who you were on the field. Um, hopefully I can be a fan of what you do off the field as well. Um, so congratulations again to Mr. Larry Fitzgerald uh, on his illustrious NFL career. Undoubtedly going on, going, going out as a top, whatever, whatever you may argue receiver of all time um, and without a doubt, uh, a future Hall of Famer. Moving on from the NFL to still football news. This is this was very unexpected when it came out, uh, when the news broke on this. And originally, it was reported that... Uh, well, you don't know what I'm talking about. The ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 have formed an alliance. Uh, originally, when I looked at the headline, I woke up to it. Um, it was... Uh, the SEC was included. The SEC is not included in the final um, alliance. Uh, the three conferences are to collaborate on the potential expansion of the college football playoffs, the NCAA governance, um, you know, policies and issues and whatnot, and uh, future scheduling for, uh, um, you know, NCAA uh, uh, sporting events. Um, this is all, all per the athletic And the probably the most notable thing is, you know, besides the omission of the SEC, is that there's actually no contract that is being signed by the ACC, Big Ten, or Pac-12. Apparently, this alliance is based solely around trust, which I don't know how this is going to work, especially me knowing uh, the NCAA and you know the policies that the NCAA have. I don't know what this is going to mean for the future of college football and actually college athletics in general because, you know, the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, um, you know, when, when, when you hear those uh, those names, a lot of people immediately go to football, but it encompasses all sports. So I don't know what this necessarily is going to mean for the future of NCAA sports, but hopefully it means uh, we can get an expanded playoffs as soon as possible. That would be absolutely uh, fantastic. Now moving away from football entirely. We have a few pieces of miscellaneous news that I wanted to throw in here. And this is probably the biggest one of them all. Um, of the miscellaneous news I should say. So Elaine thompson Hera won the uh, women's 100 meter over the weekend. Um, and unfortunately that wasn't the biggest story from you know the race. Um, as we all know, Shakira Richardson was um, met, uh, disqualified from participating in the Olympics because of uh, testing positive for marijuana in her system. Um, a lot of people came out in support of her. I was one of them. Um, you know, unfortunately, it was it is what it is. Marijuana is a banned substance. Um, she did her, serve her sentence, and you know she's beginning. To, she she raced again. She raced in the same race as Elaine Thompson Hera uh in the She came in ninth. She came in dead last place, ninth place. Now before I say anything, I just want to say that, you know, coming in ninth, when they're 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 world class, we're talking about world class athletes, there's there's absolutely nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because there's there can only be one winner, you know, someone has to come in last place. Unfortunately, this time it was her. Now, the problem comes in as to where, you know, the the the, the post-race interview. She found it within herself to, um, I guess, still maintain her her cocky attitude. Um, I apologize if you hear that in the background. That's I, I can't do anything about that. Um, she she found it in herself to maintain her cocky attitude within the uh, the the post race interview. Um, I'll tell you right now, and I'm speaking directly to Shikari, Not that she'd ever listen to this podcast. Um, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't. I'm all for you know athletes talking whatever shit they want to talk. You know, again, like I said, if there's any athlete that can talk shit and get away with it, it's LeBron. But the reason he can get away with it is because we know what LeBron is. We know what LeBron's capable of. We know that he is a four-time champion. We know that he is either number one or number two all time, depending on who you ask in basketball history. He has earned the right to talk his shit. Shakari Richardson, unfortunately, you have not earned the right on the on the world scale of track and field unfortunately you haven't earned that right so when you go and you present yourself in a way that is less than humble and then you come in ninth place well yes there are going to be people that comment on it because that's just not how things work you don't you you don't see You don't see the Detroit Pistons, you know, saying that they are one of the best teams in the NBA only for them to come in, you know, seating wise, 15th or 16th in their conference. You don't see that. You you absolutely don't. And if we were to see that, then the Detroit Pistons would get absolutely lambasted on Twitter because why are you talking when you have nothing to talk about? You cannot... And I'm, and I want to, I want to be as you know direct as possible. In order for you to be allowed to talk, and I say allowed, you can do whatever you want. In order for you to talk as much shit as possible, and not have people, you know, who who you claim to to have, who you claim to to be hating on you, you gotta back it up. You can't talk your shit and then proceed to come in ninth place. Ninth place. There are only nine racers. You cannot be, you can't have this attitude there. Well, where, yes, I am this world class athlete. I am at the top of my game. I am one of the best racers out right now. And then come in ninth place and expect not for people to not talk about it. That's just not how sports works at all. It's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry to whoever, um, might be offended by that, but that's that's not how that's not how that's not how this shit works. It's not, it's not, it's absolutely not. You do not see who, you don't you don't see Jeremy Grant proclaiming him himself to be, and I'm picking on the Pistons. I'm so sorry. You don't see Jeremy Grant self proclaiming himself to be the best basketball player on the planet, and then coming in, you know, fifteenth or sixteenth seed. That, that's not how this works, because if, if Jeremy Grant did claim, proclaim himself to be the best player on the planet and then his team comes in the 15th or 16th seed, well, people are going to say, well, if you're the best on the planet, how the hell could that have been possible? How how could your team have come to have, have been so bad, but you're claiming that you're again, I apologize for in the background, but you're claiming you're the best athlete in the world. And he would get a little bit of leeway because basketball is a team sport. You get no leeway. You're racing by yourself. You are by yourself. You're on your own. It's dedicated entirely up to you. So I'll say it again. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. If you're going to talk your shit, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Talk your shit. But you, 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 you can't talk your shit and then come in ninth place. And then continue to talk your shit. Because you don't have any shit to talk. If you come in ninth place. What are you talking about? Stop talking in race. That's how that works in sports. And Shikari knows that. Every athlete knows that. If I ask my roommate. Right now. Who. He's being quiet. Thank you Robert. For not interrupting me while I'm recording. Very much so appreciate it. But if I go and ask him right now. Like if he's the best player, if if his team is the best team in this conference and then they go on to lose four games in a row, you know, he's not going to he's not going to proclaim that his team is the best team in the conference because they haven't proven anything yet. So that I say all that to say this. Congratulations to Elaine Thompson-Hara on winning the women's 100 meter over the weekend. And unfortunately, I'm sorry that your win was overshadowed by ninth place. That is absolutely insane. When has any winner ever been shown up by ninth place? Oh, wait. Moving on from that to a little bit of our, our final bits of miscellaneous news for this week. Um, young Eli Jones throws a little league no hitter in the Little League uh, World Series. Congratulations to uh, to him, and it was in an uh, elimination game. Uh, I believe he's from Florida. He's from Westlake, Florida. So uh, congratulations to to young Eli Jones. Uh, Serena Williams unfortunately has withdrawn from the U.S. Open due to a hamstring injury. I uh, wish her nothing but the best. Hopefully she can, you know, if she does decide to return because uh, we, I believe we are seeing the the final days of Serena Williams uh, actually playing uh, professional tennis. Um, so hopefully, you know, she can get get healthy. And uh, if we see her return, that she can return at full strength. Uh, the Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul boxing match. It's happening. And it's happening on Sunday. I don't care about it, but it's a sport. So I'm going to cover it. And you bet your ass, I'm gonna cover it next week uh, because I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. Actually, no. I lied. I don't want to watch Jake Paul, but I would love to see Jake Paul get his ass beat, and that's what I think is gonna happen. So I'm gonna watch it based off of that, and because you know it's sort of my job too. Um, and in our final piece of news, now listen, I've never covered wrestling on this podcast, mainly because I've kind of fallen out of it, but um, shit, CM Punk has returned to wrestling after seven years of hiatus, I am very very excited um, you guys probably didn't know I very much so enjoy pro wrestling shout out to my dad, he got me into WWE when I was very young, um, CM Punk has appeared on AEW's Rampage over the weekend and Yeah, so I just thought that that was something that I should um, recognize on here because I love CM Punk. And I was very, very disappointed when CM Punk left the WWE and eventually left wrestling for seven years. But he's back. I'm very happy that he's back. And I'm definitely going to watch the AEW because I want to see CM Punk in action. So you know what? There's that. Uh, This is my podcast, and I'm going to cover CM Punk returning, because damn it, I want to. (laughs) That's all for this week's episode of the 4 Verticals podcast. Again, I want to apologize for not getting the podcast episode out to you guys last week. Um, But I've made up for it. This is almost an hour episode. I think this might be the longest episode I've done to date. If not, it's damn near close. So, um... Yeah, thank you guys for listening. I will definitely be back um, next week with another episode. Hopefully, I will have uh, a space in the library uh, to record, you know, to to start recording these episodes. And also, I'm going to try, I'm going to try my hardest to start recording these in the morning before I go to class. Because I don't have class until uh, 12 o'clock on Wednesday. So, yeah, I'm going to try so so hard to wake up on time and to get out and to to do that for you guys. So with that being said, thank you all for listening. This has been Maurice Phipps and I'm out